morning. I'm Jeremy, one of the ministers here. I get to work with our high schoolers and middle schoolers. Um, I wanted to introduce you to two people who've been with us all summer. This is Kayla and Camden. They are our summer interns. And so Kayla uh, is a student at Harding. Camden is a student at Asbury. And they have been pouring into our students, blessing them this summer. They've been planning events, teaching classes, and they have just been awesome this summer. And so we're so thankful to have them. And this morning, we're going to be sharing a little bit about a mission trip that we took earlier on in the summer. And so they're going to get to share some of their experiences from it as well. Now, we do operate on an intern point system, okay? And so they can gain or lose intern points depending on their performance. So if you see something, say something to me, okay? And we can adjust as needed. Uh, I would encourage you, they've got a few weeks left with us here, and if you haven't gotten to know them, they are really wonderful. I would encourage you to, to come talk to them, spend some time with them, take them out for a meal. Man, they have been a true blessing to our students this summer. I also want, so if you were on the Big Creek mission trip, and you're here this morning, I know our whole team isn't, isn't here that was on that trip, but if you were there, stand up um, now. Yes, go ahead. There we go. So look around. This is some of our team that was on the mission trip. Um, so thank you so much. You guys can have a seat. But this was the team. Um, and just on behalf of the team, I want to say thank you. Thank you to Southside. You're always so good to our students and our youth ministry, and you make weeks like the one we had back early in June possible. And so thank you. We are so grateful for the opportunity. And let me tell you about this trip. Um, It was something. So back in June, we went down to Leslie County, Kentucky. And now you may be familiar with Leslie County. If you head down I-75 towards London and then head east, you will hit Leslie County before you reach Hazard. And Leslie County, it's it's beautiful. You know, it's surrounded by these tree-covered mountains. But Leslie County also has some problems that faces. You know, it was named several years ago the 8th worst county in the U.S. to live in, eighth worst in the entire U.S. Uh, One reason for that is because of poverty. You know, if you are under 25, 40% of people under the age of 25 live below the poverty rate there in Leslie County. We had a lot of uh, kids and teenagers that were coming to the camps we were working with because that's where they would get a meal that day, and they weren't going to have one otherwise. Leslie County is also the 13th lowest county in the country in terms of life expectancy, And so that just speaks to a lot of stuff going on in Leslie County, right? And it's right in our backyard, two hours away. And so it made a lot of sense for us to go there and serve and to make sure that people understand that God loves them and cares about them, to help them experience the fullness of life that Jesus offers, and to support the work that God is doing there year-round through Big Creek Missions. Big Creek is is, is this mission there in Leslie County that they operate there year-round, serving the people there and trying to make an impact for Jesus. In addition to all that, we were kind of like perfectly suited for the work there. Um, You see, Big Creek runs these camps for children and teenagers all summer long. And they play games and they talk about Jesus. And I really don't think that I'm exaggerating when I say that we, here at Southside, we have some of the best trained students in the country when it comes to working with children and running camps. I mean, the experiences that our students have in the children's ministry here and then the training they get out at Bluegrass Christian Camp, it turns them into these unstoppable, endless energy camp ministry pros. And I've seen them do it all over the place. I've seen them do it in Washington, D.C., and Chicago, in Mexico, and Croatia. They are really awesome to see in action. And so I was confident going into this thing, like we were going to 
crush it. You know, the leaders at Big Creek were going to be asking us to run the show after the first day, right? I was sure I could not have picked an easier, more natural fit for our team. And then we showed up, and I realized how wrong I was. Now, like I mentioned, I've gotten to go across the world to do ministry with children and young people. I've gotten to go um, work with homeless children in inner city Chicago, but nothing I've done has been as hard and challenging as Leslie County two hours away. I was part of the team that worked with the teenagers at this camp. And so I would walk up, you know, first day I walk up to introduce myself, I get cussed out. I ask them, well, what are you guys into? Drugs. And then they just stared at me until I awkwardly walked away. I mean, they were not excited to see us. They were not interested in getting to know us. It was hard. Like, it was brutal. Um, I have two stories from our first day that I think give us, like, give a little taste of what it was like. So Allie Pickerel was working with some of the younger children. And on that first day, this one girl showed up with some sort of strange toy. And it looked like some kind of sack or something. And when Allie asked her, you know, what it was, she told her it was her murder weapon. And it was a bag full of rocks. And then the girl proceeded to chase Allie around with a bag full of rocks and try to beat her with it. And that's one of the sweet, like, younger, innocent children that we got to work with. I, on the other hand, um, was working with the teenagers. And so I kind of had this, like, my go-to icebreaker. And it's, it's like a magic trick where I pretend to read their minds and stuff. And, it, you know, it's always pretty good. So I walked up to this group of teenagers and I asked them if I could read their minds. And instead, this girl, her name was Gracie, she says, well, let me show you a trick first, okay? So she grabs a deck of cards, and she has me pull out a card and look at it and place it back in the deck. She puts the cards behind her back, shuffles them up, and she pulls her hands back out in this lewd gesture, pointing right at me. That was the magic trick. That was it. Um, And that was actually, that was the most positive interaction I had that first day, okay? That was the peak of day one for me. And all of us that went on this trip, we all have a story like that. Um, and so you can imagine how we were feeling. I mean, we were pretty defeated after just one day. I remember exactly the thoughts going through my head that night. Um, I was thinking, I'm not sure I can do that again. I don't, I'm not sure I can go back tomorrow and face that same thing. And I figured if I was feeling that way, the rest of our team was probably in a similar spot. Um, Susan Samples was with us. I know she was starting to plan our exit strategy. She was like, if we got to get out of here early, how do we pull this off, you know? I mean, it was bad. It was tough. We were really having a rough time. And this trip that I thought we would crush, it was crushing us instead. And I'll be honest, you know, if, if I had known how hard it was going to be, we never would have gone. We wouldn't have gone. I wouldn't have put us through it. And that's why I'm, I'm so glad that I didn't know how hard it would be. And we read what James says in James 1, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance, and let perseverance finish its work, so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. James's words about trials and about hard times, they're pretty easy to read, but much harder to step into, right? Because given the choice... Given the choice, we will almost never choose the hard route. We will not pick the trial. We won't opt in to those hard moments. And so I'm so, so thankful that I had 
absolutely no clue how hard this mission trip would be because we wouldn't have gone and we would have missed out on one of the most incredible and most transformative trips we have ever taken. If you'd asked anybody on our team after day one, we would have said, I wish I hadn't come. But by the end of the week, none of us would have missed it for the world. And Kayla and Camden, they're going to share more about that and tell you why it was so wonderful and what God did and how he grew us and tell the stories from that. But before they do, let me just give you this encouragement. James's words that there are certain types of growth that only come through hard times. They're true. Perseverance is an essential ingredient to maturity. But we wouldn't choose the hard times on our own. And that's why James says we should consider it joy because trials... In their own way, they really are a gift. They're the thing that we need that we will not provide ourselves with. And I know it's hard to hear those words when you're in the middle of a trial. But for our team, on the other side of this terrible start to our week, we're thankful. We really are thankful for having gone through it. And I hope that if you're in the middle of a hard time, you can find some peace in knowing that God can grow you through it. I also want to add that We would love to walk along with you in your trial, and so please reach out if you haven't already. And if you aren't in the middle of something hard, then maybe you can find the joy in the next trial that comes your way, trusting that God is doing good in it. For now, though, I'm going to turn it over to Kayla and Camden and let them share some more about our trip with you this morning. Hi, I'm Kayla Harper. I am one of the interns um, here at Southside. Um, I've loved getting to work with the students here and just getting to know them. Um, As Jeremy said, we have an intern point, and I'm currently winning an intern point, so do with that as you will. Um, (laughs) um, We went to Big Creek Missions and partnered with them um, for our mission trip at Leslie County, and um, I have been on many mission trips, and I have... um, Love them, and I didn't envision this mission trip to be hard. I kind of envisioned it to be as my other mission trips have been, just like kids, camps, kids would come, and they would love to, like, learn and worship with us. And um, we quickly got there and quickly learned that that was not it. Um, I was also part of the um, – it was pink team, so – that was teens. I was with Camden and Jeremy and um, Lauren Thomas, and we that just meant we worked with kids from ages 13 to 18. And so I was kind of excited going into that because I was like, well, we'll be working, it will be like working with the students here at Southside. I was like, we're working with teens. It'll be fun. Um, again, um, I was wrong. Um, <laughs> um, these kids, we started out. Um, I'm just going to kind of walk you through, like, our schedule of the day. So we would come, and we would go to the site and get there around 10. Um, We'd set up the tents for registration. We would set up breakfast um, for the kids. And around 11, they'd start rolling in, and we would um, start feeding them breakfast and kind of hang out with them for a couple hours. Um, The teens had a little bit more – we – we let them kind of hang out when they wanted to, not tell them what to do as much. But um, then came lunch. So lunch and Bible lesson was kind of combined for students. So this was the first week that we had tried this because um, they like to throw food or just act kind of crazy, as teens will. And so we tried combining them. This was the first week. So I 
had pictured lunch and Bible lesson for the kids to want to hear what we had to say and just kind of take in the lesson that we were teaching or at least listen partially. I again was wrong. Um, They did not. It was full of distractions and just chaotic. That's all it was. Um, And it was a little frustrating just because I mean, we came out here and we were pouring ourselves into these kids and getting nothing back. Um, My first day actually wasn't the hardest for me. My hardest day was Wednesday. So Wednesday, schedule was kind of the same. We got to lunch. And, um, well, that morning I had talked to a student named Jake. Jake and I had sort of a connection at the beginning, but towards Wednesday he came up to me and he talked to me about some struggles that he was going through in his life and um, just different things that was happening in his home life. And it left me kind of heartbroken just because um, I was happy that he was vulnerable with me, but the things that he was saying to me just was really heavy and I wasn't expecting it. And so I went to Jeremy and we talked about it and we prayed about it and I came back a little more full um, and I had more strength to talk to Jake and um as I was making my rounds, just talking to students, I see over in this, like, pavilion off to the side, um, these students are gathering around, and I was like, well, I'll see what's going on. So I walk over there, and I see Jake, and I see another student named David, and they're getting in a fight. And I was like, oh, maybe I should start walking a little faster now. And so I start walking a little faster, and as I'm walking up there, more volunteers are coming, and... We stopped the fight. No one got hurt. But it was it was just discouraging to me because I was like, I had had this great conversation with Jake. And I had just, we had been open with each other. And I turn around and they're just pushing each other around. And it was, it was just different for me. So that was, that was my day of me planning the exit strategy. Me kind of getting ready to leave, not thinking that I could do it again. Um... And so Big Creek at the beginning of the week, um, we have worship before we leave for our sites and we have worship when we get back. And so they told us that worship would be a way for us to kind of center our minds on Christ and um, just to focus back on Christ. And I didn't realize until Wednesday what that meant for us. And um, I walked into worship and... We worshipped, and then we had debrief with our own youth group. And so debrief kind of looked like Jeremy would lead debrief. We would have our own worship with um, just our youth group. And then we talk about our victories and our struggles that day. We talked about what went on that day and what was hard for us and what was good for us. And it filled me because at the end of Wednesday, I was completely drained. I was empty. I just felt empty and like I had nothing left because I poured so much of myself into the kids. And as I was talking to our students, that was a common feeling. Um, We felt drained, empty. We had poured ourselves out and honestly really gotten anything that we could see that was like making progress. And so I realized after our worship and after our debrief that my cup had been refilled. I had been renewed by God's strength. And so, um, Psalms 59, 
16 through 17 says, But I will sing of your strength, in the morning I will sing of your love, for you are my fortress, my refuge, and times of trouble. You are my strength, I sing praise to you. You, God, are my fortress on whom I can rely. And that verse really just kind of encompasses everything that we learned that week about worship and about our debriefs. And I realized what Big Creek really meant when we were talking about um, just centering our minds on Christ for worship. It was we were being refilled because we had the ability to pour out all of ourselves to these kids and show them how amazing and awesome our God is. But we also had the ability to be refilled because we got to rely on Jesus Christ and we got to be refilled and renewed by him. And through that, that was worship. So we get through the week and my expectations have changed dramatically throughout the week. And they changed again because I realized that we were just here to be faithful and to be present for those kids. We were just here to show them a glimpse of what Jesus' love is. And so that was kind of my goal for the rest of the week, not to see an angle or see progress because I, don't, I didn't think that we would see that. I didn't think that we would see kids getting baptized or I just thought we would see just kids feeling love and feeling God's love. And that was all I wanted. And so we get to Friday, which is our last day, and um, we're leaving after we um, do our day camp with these kids. And so we have breakfast, we hang out, we get to lunch and Bible lesson, and I'm expecting it to be the same, chaotic. People are standing up, people are just shouting, saying foul words out during our Bible lesson, as usual. And... um, That day was Camden's um, day to lead um, Bible lesson. And so as he gets up to speak, um, I kind of hear people start to quiet down. Um, They start to just listen to him and turn to pay attention to him. And there were a couple like little conversations, but mostly everybody wanted to listen to what he had to say. Everybody wanted to hear and learn from what he was saying, and to me, that, again, altered and changed my expectations. I was not expecting the Bible lesson to be like this. I was expecting it to be chaotic and people interrupting and just not getting anything from it. But kids were genuinely wanting to learn and hear from what Camden had to say. That showed me that God works in mysterious ways, but God works through us, and we don't always know what God has planned, but he works in ways that are amazing, and that wiped my expectations away, and it was nothing like I had envisioned. The whole week was nothing like I had envisioned. Um, It was one of the best mission trips I have ever been on, Um, I was shown expectations can be changed in a blink of an eye. Um, But what stood up to me the most was how God just wanted us to be present and faithful, both to him and to those kids. He wanted us to just be faithful to what he had planned, and he would strengthen us and fill us so that we wouldn't run dry, so that we could share his love and his word to those who needed it most.
Hey, I'm uh, Camden Alcorn. I'm the other intern here this summer, and I've grown up in Lexington. I am down the road at Asbury, so I've always really known about Southside, but it has really been a blessing to me to get to be a part of this culture this summer. Um, I've loved every second here, and it has been a blast getting to hang out with all the students. Um, and little do they know, but we're playing intern point golf, so I'm winning right now. Um, so if you all want to you know, help them, you can take away some points. Um, but Big Creek was a phenomenal week of our summer. Despite the hardships we faced, we were able to be renewed through our time in worship, and it started to show us how we were going to grow during this week. But as the week went on, I started wondering if we would see any fruit out of this. Years of working out at Bluegrass had led me to believe that there would always be a very tangible way to recognize the growth and celebrate the work that God was doing. Whether that was through a baptism of a student in the creek, or a great memory with a camper, or a change of behavior from a troubling kid, it almost never failed that I saw God working. But Big Creek felt like we were just treading water, that any fruit that would come of our time here would be down the road a long ways if it was anywhere. A hopeless first day was met with a hopeful first night, and recognizing each other's successes wasn't quite the same as being able to recognize our own. It felt like despite the friendships we were making, the games we were playing, the dances we were dancing, and the books we were reading, we were going nowhere fast, like it was all for nothing. But God was working even where we couldn't see it. Our frustrations were met with joy on Wednesday night in a Dairy Queen, and just like Kayla, Wednesday was my hardest day, so the ice cream wasn't the only reason I was joy-filled that night, but instead it was one of the kids that was at the camp that week. He had seen our cars in the parking lot, and he wanted to come in and say hi. And so all this week, this kid Jacob had been troublesome. He was nonstop trouble. It felt like one thing we stopped, another thing started up, and every 15 minutes he was being talked to. But as soon as he stepped in with a huge smile on his face, happy to see us eating our ice cream, I knew that God was working behind the scenes and that um, it was all God doing this work, which reminded me of a passage in 1 Corinthians 3 where the church is divided over who to follow. Some are choosing Paul and others are choosing Apollos, which is where we pick up in chapter 3, verse 5. What then is Apollos and what then is Paul? Servants through whom you believed, as the Lord assigned to each. I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the growth. So neither he who plants nor he who waters is anything, but only God who gives the growth. See, the whole week I had been looking to see how I was going to impact the kids. I was thinking I would be the one to cause the drastic change. But instead, I was just doing the watering. Big Creek and their wonderful staff had been doing the planting all summer. They had been there working hard with these kids, but the way that it was structured was that every week they had a new group come in to help with the watering, and that was our role that week. We had been filled up in our time of worship and our time of debrief, and because of that, we were able to pour back out in so many different ways. Our watering looked different for every person, though. Some of us spent our days on the basketball court getting shown up by kids half our age, and some of us were dunked in the pool more times than we could count. Some of us danced until our shoes had holes in them, but our watering always looked like a constant smile and a consistent friend. And God used that to grow the students there. 
Now, Jeremy introduced you to one of the girls uh, that we met, Gracie, and her magic trick that puts David Blaine to shame. But the Gracie on Monday and the Gracie on Friday were two very different people. Throughout the week, she had started to open up about her home life, her dreams and aspirations for a career and beyond that. She talked about the culture she's involved in and how she has to put on a tough persona in order to fit in. But in reality, she cares about her friends, and she doesn't want to see any of them throw their lives away nor throw away her own. Beneath the hard outer shell was a high school girl who wanted to be just that, a high school girl. Nothing any of us could have said or done that week would have ever gotten her to that place of vulnerability, but the seed was planted by Big Creek, watered by our crew, and grown by God, and that allowed her to get a glimpse of what a life lived in Christ is all about. Now, Kayla had also mentioned the Bible lessons that were taught throughout the week, and it was in those moments that God was really able to shine, despite the throwing of food and the yelling of language. Um, for the teens, it was tough to get them to pay attention, long enough to listen, because they didn't really want to hear some Bible lesson. They wanted to eat and talk with their friends. But as the week went on, um, we could tell that they were starting to calm down a little bit. And after a hodgepodge lesson on Joseph on Friday, I saw the growth that God was doing come to fruition. Malia, one of the high school girls there, was talking to one of the students from another youth group who had volunteered that week, Natalie. And after they were done talking, Natalie came over with the biggest smile on her face, and she said, Malia just said that she wanted to get baptized and commit her life to Christ. Wow. Of all the things I thought would happen that week, I did not expect that at all. It felt like every day the Bible lesson had you know, only fallen on deaf ears. But we realized that at the end of the week, God had been working through that. And so when the week started with being called every insult in the book and getting hardly getting the time from any of these students, but it ended with a student wanting to commit their life to Christ, that has to be a God thing because that sort of growth is all him. But the most tangible way that I personally saw God working this week was through a guy named Austin. Austin showed up early on Monday morning, and he sat down alone at one of the picnic tables. So Jeremy went over and talked to him for a bit and could hardly get out a word. I tried my hand at the same thing, and all I could figure out was that he enjoyed fishing and hunting, two things I know nothing about. Flash forward to later that week, and we're in the pool, and he is hooting and hollering for all it's worth with the biggest smile on his face. Kayla, him, and some other folks were playing monkey in the middle, and he loved every second of it. He followed Kayla around one afternoon the entire time, attached at the hip. When the week started, I would have never guessed that what I remembered about Austin would be anything like that. I honestly just assumed that he would be the one that I would invite to do things and hope that he joined, but when he didn't, it was fine, and that he just wanted to be by himself. Never in a thousand years did what I have pinned him as the one that's pulling on my arm trying to get students to play keep away. That is the sort of growth that God can provide. So then what does this week at Big Creek show us? I think it can be boiled down to three things. First, God is incredibly faithful. This week we went into it thinking that reality would be one thing and instead it was another. But despite that, God was faithful in having us there. We went from having our overconfidence shattered with a magic trick and a bag of rocks, but God was still faithful to use us in ways that we couldn't even imagine. Second, it shows that God grants great renewal. Our days were long and tiring, 
but the worship that bookended these days allowed for a renewal of our strength and our hope. We were weary at the end of each day, but a song or two in a hype circle later showed that God had surrounded us with people to refill our empty cups. And finally, it was God doing the work through us. Big Creek had planted, we watered, and God did all the growing. We couldn't have done anything of our own accord, but instead God did so much more than we ever expected. And we thankfully got to see some of it unfold. But even if we hadn't seen God's work, we can trust that he was working in that time and in the lives of all the kids there. We were blessed to see some fruit in our time at Big Creek, but we were even more blessed to know that God was doing work regardless of if we saw it. This week wouldn't have been the success that it was without God's hand in it, and I am incredibly appreciative of the team that went and their willingness to serve, and most importantly, God's glory being shown through it all. We learned this well in Leslie County, but it's certainly not limited to there. We're here now to be filled up so that we can pour out during our week and let God do so much growing in the lives of ourselves and of others around us. So as you go from this place this week, remember God's faithfulness and be ready to let him work through you. Let us stand as we worship together. Guide me, O thou great Jehovah.